Okay, ladies and gentlemen, reading is the single most important skill. Reading is therefore the biggest issue in the public schools. For several years I've been slogging through the trenches of the so-called reading wars. The battle even after a century still rages. How should six-year-olds be taught to read? Claims and counterclaims fly through the air. Okay, here's the really disturbing aspect of this whole debate. The vast majority of people don't understand what's going on and don't seem to care. And many times they've got children who are the victims of this whole thing. Illiteracy, dyslexia, special ed, what's that got to do with them? They can read. Additionally, the media almost never touch this topic. There's a great silence, leaving educators free to perpetuate their bad ideas. I'm always trying to find quick ways to explain the reading wars to the millions of parents with children in harm's way. Now I'm going to reduce everything to a half dozen main points and it won't take long at all. First of all, one, there are two competing theories basically. One is phonics, as explained by Rudolf Flesch in two bestsellers, Why Johnny Can't Read and What You Can Do About It. And the next one, 1981, Why Johnny Still Can't Read. A new look at the scandal of our schools. A phonetic language such as English has to be learned phonetically. Isn't that common sense? On the other side is hold word, also called look-say, sight-reading, whole language, balance, literacy, and other jargon. These shifting names tell you a lot. As each name gained a bad reputation, a new marketing campaign had to be launched. Hold word says that English words must be learned like Chinese ideograms, as shapes or graphic designs. The same exact way that we all learn faces, logos, art objects, houses, cars, airplanes, electrical symbols. These are all objects without any intrinsic phonetic clues. They're shapes. And the idiot genius of these people is they reduce English to an ideographic language like Chinese or Egyptian hieroglyphics. Okay, here's the big point. Number two point. Hold word demands that children neither learn nor use phonetic clues. They don't even learn, need to learn the alphabet. For example, a word starting with an S is pronounced starting with an S, S sound. Hold word bizarrely insists that such information be kept secret from the children. This approach guarantees that when a child sees a new word starting with the same letter, the child will have no idea how to pronounce or understand the word. Just as you are probably helpless in seeing Chinese characters on a menu. Point three, whole word says that English can be memorized one word at a time. This is plainly silly because English now consists of almost a million words and names. A college graduate probably knows far more than 100,000 words. Memorizing English one word at a time is excruciatingly tedious and difficult. Even the educators, the so-called educators pushing whole word, aim for only 100 or maybe 200 words a year. Focus on these little numbers. They're aiming for, what, four, five, six hundred words by fourth grade or fifteen hundred words by eighth grade? 
children reach age 12 and can't even read a newspaper. And those are the A students. They're all effectively illiterate. And the B and C and D students, they can't read a newspaper. This is what we've let the so-called schools of education do to us. Okay, point four. Hold word places impossible demands on the memory. Think of something you're good at remembering. Antiques, phone numbers, houses, cars, faces, famous art. Could you remember even a thousand of them at, with instant recall of their correct names and meaning? And do this and do this at reading speed? Well, how about 5,000? But if you know only 5,000 English words, you are just starting. You are illiterate. Hold word basically requires that you have a photographic memory. That's the point. It's not a way that most people could function. People with really good memories might struggle through to an awkward, exhausting sort of literacy. They can read, sort of, but they will not read quickly or for pleasure. People with ordinary mental powers are below the real victims. Some of these children will reach fourth or fifth grade and they can't remember even 100 sight words. They are characterized as learning disabled. They will be considered by retarded by friends and family. They will have sad lives and will probably drop out of school. Point five. In fact, whole word messes up the brain. When a child learns that he sees shapes, not sounds, on the printed page, the child is on the road to dyslexia. The printed symbol was designed to convey information about sounds. When such content is foolishly ruled out of bounds, the brain is left with very little to work with. See, that's the big deal. This whole thing is a vast mnemonic project, the, the phonics. It helps you. Mnemonic, in other words, hints of how, what you're supposed to remember. Now, English words come in many confusing variations, lowercase, uppercase, exotic typefaces, and script, like uh, Declaration of Independence. All the little prickly shapes look so much alike on, on most of the typefaces. Now, note that in today's method called balanced literacy, kids are still made to memorize sight words in the first grade, but doing this messes up the brain's ability to read phonetically, and doing the two things at once is really disorienting for children. Point six, hold word, pushed by liberals and progressives, is actually most harmful to the disadvantaged, the minorities, the children whose parents don't know enough to protect them. The teachers will tell the parents, go away, we know what we're doing. Marva Collins, a very famous educator, comments, our children and parents surrender themselves to those who are identified as protectors, but who actually destroy them. Bottom line, if you believe in leveling or dumbing down, whole word is a useful technique. Conversely, if you believe children should be helped to achieve their full potential, whole word is arguably child abuse. Personally, I'm satisfied that whole word is one of the greatest scams of the 20th century that our educators who pull this off will be marveled at for generations. And these are the final miscellaneous points. Phonics is essential, therefore opposing sight words is essential. It's very easy to know what's going on. If the school tells you to help your child memorize sight words, don't do it.
Now, everyone should discuss this issue with friends, understand what memorizing sight words is like. The result is typically that children become functionally illiterate. We actually have tens of millions of them now thanks to sight words. Some of these people will be able to read a little, but you, what you'll hear the, the boy, especially the boys saying when they're teenagers, oh, I never read, I hate books. What they mean is they can't read books. Now here finally is a very elemental way to understand this whole matter. Publishers cannot make money with phonics. That's because the typical booklet is only 25 to 50 pages. You use it for a year to learn to read and then you move to regular books. No gravy train for the publishers. No color pictures. No fancy anything. The book's going to sell for 5 or $10. But with hold words, sight words and all that, remember the Dick and Jane readers, the publishers are going to sell 5 or 10 little booklets to each child at a minimum each year. As a famous song had it, and this sums up the whole thing, my God, how the money rolls in. Because illiteracy is expensive to create with all these little silly books, and it is expensive for a society to live with. People can't hold complicated jobs. They can't do complicated tasks. I think this is what our um, hard left is aiming for. So please don't participate in this uh, very destructive fraud. Thank you. Overview. Let's fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic 
in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.